Before I get started on today's Mortcast, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazine, beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right smack dab in the middle of the Dairy Block, which is the alleyway between 18th and 19th. Um, I went into Blanchard Family Wines, and um, <clears throat> I think it was Tuesday, actually, and it was a great experience. I went with someone who had never been there before. Uh, and I wanted to give them the experience of what it was like to be at Blanchard uh, because they themselves were not big you know, fans of the whole culture around wine. Uh, and they came out extremely, extremely impressed with both the selection, quality, and the, just the overall vibe of Blanchard. It is really second to none, and it's the best place in Denver I can think of for someone who maybe would like to get into uh, experiencing wine like I do and... Uh, just doesn't just kind of wants to do it without the kind of the snobbish vibe that you get from a lot of different things that surround wine. You just it's 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 there. I as a wine lover, I admit it. I'm a bit of a snob myself, but uh, Blanchard is one of those places where you can go in and feel like you know I can walk into any place like this and just feel right at home. And that's one of the best parts of Blanchard, along with their great tasting and vast selection of wines and meats and cheeses and all that stuff. Um, they are on Instagram and Facebook under Blanchard Family Wines. They are located between Green 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazi in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right smack dab in the middle, middle of the dairy block, which is between 18th and 19th. When you go in, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, We are going to talk about the elephant in the room. Not that he is an elephant, but (laughs) we are going to talk about the Nuggets and Michael Porter Jr. Um, Here's the deal. Many have stated that playing Michael Porter Jr. will harm the Nuggets' ability to win games. I don't think I've seen any actual evidence of that. He hasn't played enough. And I think this is where the crux of the issue kind of comes together. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is extremely important to the future of this Nuggets team. Now, I understand the argument from those that, that think that, you know, the veterans need to play, all this stuff. But I think even the veterans know that Michael Porter Jr. needs to play. Specifically one, Nikola Jokic, who had his, a breakout game and a loss against the Boston Celtics. He had 30 points and 10 rebounds, right? He, one of the things he talks about is when Michael Porter Jr. was inserted, the Nuggets were getting blown out. And uh, Michael Porter Jr. came in in the fourth quarter, had nine points, looked good, okay? Nikola Jokic said it was good to have him out there because you could see the talent that Porter, Michael Porter has. And I think this is where we are at right now. Um, Michael Porter Jr. not only is important to the Nuggets in general, a team that struggles offensively, um, is second in the league defensively, but is one of the worst offensive teams I've seen in Nuggets history. Um, it's that, and you need someone who can be a dynamic scorer like Michael Porter Jr. 
And people have talked about, no, you can't rush him out there. No, you can't do that. Let me tell you something. Developing a player is often like... One of the reasons they, they say you need to get someone that young out there is that they will learn through their mistakes. Michael Porter Jr. has made some mistakes when he's been out there. But well, let me just be perfectly blunt. Uh, the Nuggets haven't played him enough to find out really anything. Now, there's stuff in practice, obviously, and that's a different subject altogether. That's all about comprehension. Games are about execution. And some players are better game players than they are practice players. I mean, practice players tend to be coaches' pets, um, but they also tend to be the players who aren't as good. So you... You try to find that balance. And Michael Porter Jr. seems like a guy who needs to just play. And I think what has happened is Malone's had him on such a tight leash that I think that he is now constantly worried about him making a mistake, which is a terrible, terrible place to be in. You can't, you can't do that. You need, you need to play through your mistakes. Like Nikola Jokic can play through his mistakes. Like other players can play through mistakes. And I think, I hope that Michael Malone understood this when he played Michael Porter Jr. with the starters uh, against Boston in the fourth quarter. Um, it was, it's, it's been a weird journey because everyone can see that Michael Porter Jr. needs to be out there, but how to get him out there has been probably more complicated than it needs to be. If you tell someone they're going to be there and you give them certainty, they will play to that certainty. If you if you tell them you're going to get 10 minutes a night, they will know that even if they make a mistake on a rotation, they're not going to get yanked. And I think that's where we're at right now. And Michael Porter Jr. has actually played well the last two games, and both of them were blowouts in different ways. And I think that it's becoming eminently clear the Nuggets are not as constituted in a place where they can advance... To especially with the, the Western Conference in a different place than it was even last year, um, the, it's more even, but it's more stacked. You know, to put it to you that way, there's more parity in the league, but there's no other than maybe the Lakers right now, and I think they will regress. Um, there's no team right now that's really standing above head and shoulders above the fray. The Nuggets have are fourteen and uh, six right now. And this is a good, good record, right? But they've done it largely based on overachieving on defense and somehow locking out on some games. And their offense has been awful. And it's going to catch up with you. Getting Michael Porter Jr. some time also has a different kind of effect. And I'm going to be blunt about this. Michael Porter Jr., there's a reason the Nuggets advanced a narrative last this last offseason that Michael Porter Jr. was their free agent signing. You notice the Nuggets didn't make any free agent signings. Um, and there is a reality we have to deal with here in Denver is that it's very hard to get players to come here. Um, Paul, Paul Millsap came, but Mil, you know Millsap, even Millsap is different because... The Nuggets have flirted with Millsap going back years. Before he went to Atlanta, the Nuggets were interested in Paul Millsap. 
Well, Paul Millsap spent a lot of his childhood in Denver. It's different, okay? Not every player in the NBA has spent a significant amount of time in, in the city. <clears throat> there's, there's different dynamics to deal with here. And the Nuggets, where the Nuggets struggle is getting luring big-time free agents here. You drafted a guy that should have gone number one if he wasn't injured. And you are banking on his talent being that next level. His development is far more important to the future of this franchise than winning, stacking wins this year. Um, and I think the notion that him playing more will cause people cause you to lose is kind of misguided. I mean, you're not a young team, so this isn't a. I mean, you're not a you're a young team, but you're not a team full of rookies like the Atlanta Hawks, right? You are a team that is building something but has crossed a hurdle. You have the foundation there. I think the notion that playing Michael Porter Jr. extended minutes is going to somehow drag your team down is ridiculous. <clears throat> I think him getting extended minutes is far more important to the future of this franchise than almost any decision since drafting Nikola Jokic in the second round in 2014. <clears throat> is that important? Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is that kind of player. Everyone sees it. Everyone knows it. Even in limited time, you can see it. He just needs to get into the flow of the game. Making sure he develops is, <clears throat> even if you are under the, I think, the misguided notion that he, him being in there will cost you games, it is more important that he sees that. And I think even players see that Everyone knows he's better than Juancho Hernan Gomez on offense. I think he, <clears throat> I think most people can readily acknowledge that Juancho is who he is, and Michael Porter Jr. can be significantly more than that. What is more important, Juancho Hernan Gomez hitting threes or Michael Porter Jr. playing? That's really where we're at right now. Who's more important? When you're listening to this podcast right now, ask yourself, what is more important to this Nuggets team? I think when you think about, quote-unquote, winning games, there's this notion that if you play rookies, um, they will drag the team down with you. I, I just don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Not when you're surrounded by as many veterans as the Nuggets are. Where I think the Nuggets are falling into a trap is loyalty and... Sometimes guys are just better. You don't need a earth-shaking trade to do this. You just need certainty. And I think that's where the Nuggets are struggling right now, is that they, they know, particularly the coaches on this roster, know what they need to do, and they're struggling with just doing it. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is too, too important. A player like that does not come around every day. You need this to turn out for the future of your franchise. And that starts now. It starts right now. You can't give him another redshirt year. you got to play him. And I think even, I think it's slowly starting to dawn on the Nuggets coaches that this is what they have to do. And I don't think that, I don't think we as a fandom do any favors by pleading 
as much as we do. But in reality, we all see the same thing. It's just we deal with it differently. The coaches see that this offense sucks. Um, the fans see that this offense sucks. The front office sees that this offense sucks. And we all deal with it in different ways. The fans can't have no control other than to cheer or not show up to games. Um, the front office has a tremendous amount of control, and so does the coaching staff. And the, both of those dynamics, whatever they are or whatever they could be, are the things that maybe are too much at play here. In all honesty, you do not suffer a bit, and I don't think this Nuggets locker room will suffer a bit, if you just say, we have to get Michael Porter Jr. time. He is too good. The implication that he is not as good as people think he is at this point is beside the point. I think there's people out there who will probably say, no, no, he needs to earn it. No, you don't. You know, Sometimes people are first-round picks. Wancho was picked number, what, 19? Um, <laughs> no, my Wancho was number 16, and, and uh, Malik Beasley was number 19 in the first round in 2016. And uh, Jamal Murray was number 7, right? Well, Jamal Murray's a little different, but Wancho and Malik were not lottery picks. Michael Porter Jr. was. And he should have been the first pick in 2018. He should have been. If there wasn't an injury, he would probably very well could have been the number one pick. The Nuggets lucked out and took a chance, and now they need to see where it is. There's just, there's just no way around it. Even in a year where you think that you can do something, let's face it, that's going to help you too. And with this offense being ridiculously bad, with the Nuggets still winning despite having an awful offense, now is the time. Got nothing to lose, but you got to give them the certainty. There's nothing, and, and I'll come back to this again, guys. There is nothing an NBA player responds to better than certainty. Nine times out of ten, guys, if they know their role, will accept it. If they know that they're going to get, they'll accept it. Playing certain players one night, playing certain players another night is going to be is an untenable situation. And coaches are generally played, paid to make the, the tough decisions. And having, having the baby here, it's H-A-L-F-I-N-G, having the baby here is something that Michael Malone is just going to get, it's going to bite him. He needs to make that that certainty there, and I think that over time, it's going to dawn on him more and more that this is what needs to happen. It needs to happen for the betterment of the franchise. It needs to happen for the betterment of the team this year. Having him develop into something that is special, that we all think he could be special, is far more important than giving Wancho time, giving you know Tory Craig time, or anything like that. We all know it. We all can see it. Even the players, according if you watch, if you look at uh, Nikola Jokic's post game comments, even he knows it. This is where we're at, folks. It's time, and the Nuggets don't need to quote stack wins in order to this year. 
This is not that important. And I think that a realization towards that end will make everyone, like the pressure valve will release. And they'll play a little, little more free. At least hopefully you think so. All right. Well, thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast. I'll be uh, talking to you guys soon.